Welcome to Herbal Hour, the podcast for those inspired by nature. I'm your host, Dr. Bogdan, and I'm a licensed naturopath and traditional herbalist practicing in the lovely state of Oregon, bringing you organic discussions with experts in natural medicine, alternative therapies, and holistic mental health. Hippocrates taught us that the doctor treats, but it is nature that heals. So take a deep breath and get comfortable. We hope you enjoy our conversations over a cup of the finest herbal tea, because in nature, it's always Herbal Hour. Welcome to the Herbal Hour podcast. We have a return special guest, Eric Anderson. And today we will be talking more about astrology and the specifics of it and how it relates to healing. Welcome, sir, Eric. How are you doing today? Doing very well, Bogdan. Thanks for having me on again. Excellent. So uh, we talked before about going through a uh, astrological chart for myself. I think that would be a, a fun way to start. What do you think? I agree. I agree. No, I, I'm definitely looking forward to looking at your chart today and getting into that. I'm sure your listeners are also super excited about that because, I mean, when I find out about people's charts of people that I admire, people that I know, it's so fascinating and it's just as fun as me learning my own chart. Like it's it's such a great uh, you know task to take on in terms of trying to understand yourself and then uh, you know taking that to the larger scope of the world, understanding the world. You know, we try to understand the world, but I think if we started with ourselves, uh, things would turn out uh, really, really well. And I think we're headed towards that. I think astrology is becoming very popular. I think, um, you know, whether it is on TikTok, uh, you know, or, or wherever else, social media, um, we are seeing it take off with younger uh, generations, with Gen Z. You know, I'm a history teacher, a high school history teacher, and I, you know, see it. They the Kids want to, like, have that sense of meaning in life. And um, you know, I think we're all searching for that in this new age with the shifting of uh, cultural values and norms. And so I think this is going to be there uh, for the kids. And I, I'm excited to, you know, kind of be maybe a little older than them, although I got into this when I kind of was a kid. I was about 20 uh, years old. Right. But, um, you know, I, I, hopefully it'll add a lot of color and excitement to their youth um, as they get to know each other. Maybe it'll it'll make them more open to getting to know each other because, you know, they'll see every person as unique and uh, not someone to be afraid of or, or, you know, but someone to like, you can dare to know, right? So to dare to know Bogdan McCarchuk tonight, uh, you know, you will get that in a, in a sense when we look at his chart and talk about, uh, you know, a few of uh, the things that stick out to me as, as someone who looks at birth charts and really, uh, you know, values the study of astrology. That's, that's excellent. Let's, let's dive right into it. Cool. Um, so the cool thing about Bogdan's chart for today is that I have, must admit, I've read it once before, uh, but quite a long time ago. And uh, Bogdan, you were just telling me about that, uh, you know, how you found a piece of paper that I had written for you back in like 2012. Uh, yeah, I was that was 10 through. years ago, actually. Yeah, yeah. a decade you, ago. You drew out uh, my my chart and uh it's just kind of startling, actually, how many things came to be, how and how much it really talks about also, you know, your personality and your your life path. And I feel like, uh, from my understanding of astrology, you see yourself in it. It's that saying, you know, know thyself and you'll know the universe and its gods or God. Uh, in our own self, in our own personality, we can see that truth, right? 
and astrology is a it's a tool for that. So that's why it's such an important aspect of uh, psychological understanding and of course just self-knowledge. So all right, so I'm looking here at uh, at my at my chart. It looks like it looks like some kind of geometric uh, shape. Would you care to explain some of the key features of it, and then I'll you know kind of we could go back and forth, and I'll tell you what makes sense to me, and what what doesn't. Absolutely, that'd be perfect. Uh, we joked before we came on here that uh, this looks a little bit like an enneagram, right? A little bit. Yeah, it's missing one side. It's almost there. Uh, and it looks kind of like a mandala, right? So if you think about a mandala um, or you think about, I always think about people when they have their hands and they put like the little strings on them and they make mm-hmm. like, different uh, shapes, reminds me like that. And so if we think about our, uh, you know, our soul as sort of like these strings that are maybe strung out, uh, being tugged and tied uh, with uh, different planets, in this case, if you're thinking about astrology, imagine if you could pluck each of those strings, what noise would it make, right? How would that plucking that string uh, you know, create a certain tone or pitch or how hard that string gets plucked could uh, influence how how resonant that uh, particular string or aspect or relationship between planets is for that human being. So, you know, let's think about it that way a little bit. Let's look at it for a second and just kind of be like, what do we see? You know, what is it was, you know, the most base part of ourself say when we see this um, before we start to think about the, you know, the really deep meaning in, in the different layerings of each uh, part of the chart with the signs and with the houses and with the aspects, you know, just, just take it in for a moment and see if it says anything to you. And uh, you know, that's the best way to practice any sort of astrology or any sort of psychic art, I would say is, you know, let your intuition guide you in your first steps. So Bogdan, what do you, what did you think when you first saw this? Well, the first thing I notice, of course, is the just the kind of shape that's made by the chart. Um, what what is the significance of of a Virgo in this? You were mentioning before that the planet uh, uh, Chiron was in Virgo. What is that? Uh, what does that actually mean? Sure. So uh, Chiron is an asteroid. Um, I th- it's it's definitely beyond Saturn, I want to say. Uh, so, uh, or maybe around there. I forget if it's Jupiter or Saturn, maybe in between those two. But anyway, uh, it's a, it's a prominent asteroid that is looked at in astrology for uh, healing modalities or like the, as the wounded healer. So, if you just think about him, Chiron, as who he is mythologically, uh, then you can understand the nature of what this uh, you know, pseudo planet, more like a like a comet, like I said before. Uh, what it, what purpose it, it, what, what its role is in your chart and what purpose it has in defining who you are as an individual. Um, so Chiron is something that doesn't move very quickly necessarily. So a lot of people born during the year you were, and maybe a year before, a year after, uh, would also have Chiron in this same sign. Um, so not, not, you know, some planets move quicker than others. And I just want to make it clear that like, you know, so this planet is special in everyone's chart in some way, uh, but it might be more special because it was in this particular sign at this time during Bogdan's birth. And it's not just because it's in that sign, but it's also because this little asteroid is aspecting uh, one of Bogdan's most important parts of his chart, which is the sun, which, you know, usually astrology is built around the sun sign. You know, if you look up a horoscope online, uh, you're looking at, uh, you know, a basic uh, paragraph about what 
someone with your sun sign, in this case, Bogdan is a Sagittarius, uh, you know, what Sagittarius can expect for the day ahead based on maybe a few planets that they're calculating and, you know, what, what uh, a generic uh, interpretation of those planets interacting would, would lead to in terms of an experience that you might have during the day. So we, we brought up Virgo when I just said this is the first thing I noticed. I mean, I already know you, Bogdan, right? I, I know you very well over these years. I know you're someone that's invested in, in healing, uh, you know, of, of the world and, and of your patients. And you've always been very focused on becoming a doctor um, and, and becoming a special kind of doctor, right? That is going to utilize the best of every possible, uh, you know, modality that's available. Uh, and that's what we need for the future. We need doctors that are going to truly break uh, with the current paradigm and be revolutionary. And uh, revolutionary, the 11th house, uh, you know, you relate that, the, you know, that's another layer of the chart now. And I don't want to lose people. But all I'm saying is there's yet another layer that I'm noticing as an astrologer. And once you study astrology, that even shows how uh, what Bogdan's doing with his life in terms of his focus on healing, it's very much geared towards uh, the world. Like you're going to meet the needs of the world. The world needs this. And Bogdan being born when he was with the way things are aligned is going to help the world meet its needs. And that's something uh, we discussed in a quote before uh, with the, a book by Dane Rudyard, a very uh, famous astrologer in the uh, 20, 20th century, um, a Jungian astrologer. So yeah, I mean, Virgo is a healer and Bogdan's son is squaring that, uh, you know, right here. This is what that red line is. He's got a lot of red lines. That's another thing I noticed when uh, I looked at his chart. And so he's got a square, which is a 90 degree angle. All right. So now we're talking about aspects, right? I've talked about signs. I've talked about Virgo and Sagittarius. I've talked about houses. I brought up uh, the 11th house here, uh, which is ruled by the planet Uranus uh, and is associated with the sign of Aquarius. And that's why I said it was revolutionary, the sense of how Bogdan is going to pursue, uh, you know, medicine and the healing arts. So, you know, I jumped all over the place there. And that's kind of what happens when you do astrology is you start seeing mm-hmm. boom, 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 things start connecting. And sometimes you have to weave yourself around, uh, you know, a bunch of different layers of, of how the charts interpreted in order to make that point about, you know, you're not just a this, like you're a this doing a that, meeting this need for the world, you know, so seeing your little microcosmic self in the scope of the macrocosm is how you then practice astrology uh, effectively. And um, also it benefits you uh, in, in the greatest manner when you look at it that way, mm-hmm. instead of just saying like, oh, this is a stagnant part of who I am. Like, you know, I'm a this like you're this doing of that. So you're always growing and changing and evolving. So let's understand you in the scope of what you're doing here. And that's what your purpose is. And that's what your destiny is. And mm-hmm. that's why I think astrology is um, very effective and it's a kind of uh, manifest their, yeah, uh, their guiding light to one's own mind. It, and it destiny. reminds me a lot of uh, tarot or any other form of prophecy where you know, people can believe different things about, uh, is it, you know, existentially true? Is it, uh, true to each individual? And the way I see it for myself is that at the very minimum, what like leaps off the page to you, what really resonates and what you hear, that's the part that's 
that's the part that's true. And that's the part that's inspiring too. Um, I can definitely say that uh, the Sagittarius sign and even the season, which we're, we're approaching into some super excited, have a a big project working on right now. It's been taking my time and uh, not even having uh, thought of it being Sagittarius season. It just came about that I ended up starting it uh, at this time. I'm starting an herb store in, uh, in New York. So so hopefully yes. the, the Sagittarius uh, cycle smiles upon me. It's definitely a very idealistic sign. However, also has that, you know, the centaur aspect also grounded, grounded in the earth. So that's like something I've always felt like a tension in my life of, you know, having my head in the clouds, but my feet on the ground. Sometimes my head was more in the clouds. Sometimes mm-hmm. my feet were too much on the ground and trying to find that, that, you know, mysterious balance between, uh, you know, mystical truths and like scientific truths and where that is. And really my, uh, my work as a naturopathic doctor herbalist has always been kind of, uh, had a kind of tension between those two things, like from reading from the tradition and from, uh, reading what the scientific research says and and trying to you know assimilate and unite. So I think Sagittarius in general, everything that I've read and understood, it it aligns almost scarily accurately to to the kind of things that you know have, have brought me here. You know, to to be speaking here on on this podcast with with the lovely Eric Anderson. That was beautiful, man. Um... This, uh, just to clarify, Chiron is also a centaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, in the classical uh, myth, Chiron, the wounded healer, as you put it, that's a that's a great way to describe it. In that story, uh, the centaurs in general, they were half man, half horse. They were very, you know, very riled up bunch. They, in general, they they represent like the passions of, of humanity, all of the different, you know, vices and uh, things like that. But Chiron in specific was not, not like that. Uh, it's a very interesting uh, myth and something I'm still trying to understand more deeply, but the key aspect of it and something I've noticed from, uh, you know, from pretty much, anyone who follows a healing path or is a health practitioner, things like that, that wounded healer myth, it expresses this idea that it's like the original suffering, the pain, the, the wounds, the illnesses that uh, a certain uh, personality person experiences that actually leads them to want to help others with it. It's this idea uh, Terrence McKenna once said, uh, not claiming myself to be, you know, a shaman or anything like that. Uh, but what he said is that the, the shaman is, is the sick man who has healed himself or the sick woman who has healed herself, that it's the journey of healing and helping others heal. It's also a journey that, uh, a practitioner has to go through on their own. And that's something that life has provided me ample opportunities, uh, to, you know, experience and learn from and, in some sense, one can't really understand someone else without having experienced something 
something like it, something akin to it, whether it's a, a certain kind of illness or a certain event in someone's life. So it's a, it, it's a very pertinent myth. Uh, do you think that, uh, as you were mentioning before, the fact that my birth year uh, is, has a Chiron in it there, Yes. Is that something that influences the whole kind of generation of people born around my time, like 19, 1994, 1993? Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't say a whole generation in this case, because uh, some planets move a lot slower and, and take like, you know, decades or, you know, a decade and a half to leave a sign potentially. Um, so, you know, Chiron being in Virgo, you're probably looking at um, within like the course of, two, three, four, five years. It depends, you know, the, the, the comets are a little bit more elliptical. So sometimes they'll take a little longer in some signs than others. Um, I just know that I was born at the end of 92 uh, in October and Chiron was in Leo still at 20 degrees. So we could say within a year, uh, if, if Chiron was in Leo within like around here and it traveled to eight degrees of Virgo, that means that it traveled around, um, I guess, 18-ish degrees uh, over the course of 14 months. So it, I would say Chiron, I mean, it moves quicker than some outer planets do for sure. Uh, you know, probably maybe even a little quicker than Mars potentially, actually, no, not as quick as Mars, sorry. Uh, but uh, definitely quicker than Jupiter and Saturn. And um, yeah, so people in your age range, right, would have a similar uh, sort of experience around healing perhaps. Um, maybe there are a lot of 94, 93 babies, uh, and even some early, uh, you know, late 92s rather, maybe they are into healing more. Maybe they, they were exposed to that, uh, sort of myth of the world, right. That archetype in their lives, but it might've, if it was in a different house, potentially in the chart, uh, then maybe it affects them differently. It comes up in their lives differently. Maybe they process the healing sort of, uh, motif, uh, in their own way, uh, that's very different from yours. If it's in, let's say, the fourth house, um, you know, which relates to like the home and the inner life, where the eleventh house is much more focused on like that the people of the world. Like you're you're really trying to spread this mm -hmm. message, and you're going to be effective at that if as long as you really uh, believe in it, which is where your son comes in and Sagittarius and being very idealistic. You know, it it takes an idealistic person to dream this big in order to share that message with that many people. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's something important that you should, uh, you know, recognize in yourself, uh, especially in this day and age with censorship. And, um, you know, I mean, on astrology right now on YouTube, I don't know if people are talking about this, but like it's starting to be censored. You had the Pope come out uh, really? the past week saying that astrology and palmistry are conspiratorial studies. So like those are, uh, you know, those are shots fired. I'm sorry to say. Uh, but the Pope is definitely, you know, whatever you believe about uh, Catholicism and Christianity, you know, he's a he's a figurehead for what the church represents and, and what, you know, the majority of people in the world should follow if they want to get into heaven. So, like, for him to say that, you know, to say that it's basically astrology is, is a useful disinformation, um, you know, that's powerful because there are people that would definitely disagree and even accuse the Pope of the same offense. So, you know, I was, yeah, very, very intrigued to hear that. And it made me realize, wow, astrology is pretty powerful if he has to reference it. Why do you, why do you think uh, he said that and what, in what context? Cause I, 
I wasn't aware of that. The context, he was kind of getting into, I guess, the whole idea of misinformation in the world and how there's a lot of people that talk now and we don't know what's true um, in the news and, uh, you know, even amongst ourselves, uh, you know, and who we talk to, maybe being truthful to each other, even in like a marriage situation or with your children. I don't know. He was trying to make some grand moral statement um, and then kind of got into this more political statement of astrology can be used to in a conspiratorial way. I believe that was the <laughs> quote. That's a very, very focused word to use there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I would say that he's correct uh, because it can be used in a conspiratorial way to understand yourself and really gain control over your life and look at your skills and look at your strengths and look at what you could be good at and then effectively follow them. Mm. Because there's so many things that distract us from uh, focusing on ourselves and going in introspective. So this is a nice way to perhaps have a conversation with someone uh, about who you are and take that moment to go within. And you don't even have to go within on your own at first because you can look at a chart uh, and, and talk to an astrologer or talk to a friend of yours that wants to you know, just philosophize a little bit about who we are and what are, you know, the inspiring stories that lead us throughout life and who do we want to become, right? So, yeah, it's very conspiratorial. He's right, the Pope, you know? It's uh, it's really effective at uh, figuring out, you know, who you are and in making who you, uh, becoming who you want to become. And that is a very uh, potent thing in the world to manifest who you are. So, yeah, I'd be worried if I was the Pope. It's uh, it's it's reminiscent of things that happen, you know, throughout history. Like this kind of um, energy of uh, inquisition. It seems like in the last year or so, it has been, you know, has been much greater than before. And at the end of the day, you know, we're we're all people. We're all brothers. We're all sisters. Family. You know the most important thing is just treating each other with like respect and kindness, even if we disagree with each other. I think that's really important uh, because, you know, once like metaphorically the the shots are fired, then it just becomes like an argument of like this and then that, and then this and that. And at the end of the day, that just make creates more conflicts and that doesn't really benefit anybody. So I think it's important to say in, in times that are, you know, at least the, the media is very focused on all the things that divide us. Yes. But the question is what unites us. And the, one of the answers is that we're, we're human. We all feel, you know, pain, suffering. We all seek uh, love. We all seek, you know, friendship. We want to live a good life. Uh, and, and that's in that way we're we're all alike. So I think it's important to, to say that. Yeah, no, I agree, Bogdan. Uh, I'm thankful you said that because, you know, I believe that astrology has the ability to unite the different parts of yourself. And if we can unite the fraction, you know, the fractitious parts of who we are, then we can heal the world because we will be kinder to ourselves because all of the, you know, the anger and stuff that we feel towards others, we're projecting out of our own you know, issues usually. Um, and that's just the human condition. There's nothing to be ashamed of. But we have to admit that and hopefully, you know, integrate throughout our life and individuate. And then we can really be effective at bringing that harmony we want to see in the world and the harmony that we deserve as as humanity. And I think it's we're going back to it. I think we're in a darker part of the Kali Yuga, um, but I think we're coming into the light and 
you know, these conversations uh, just reinforce that to me. I hope that your listeners also uh, value that. And I hope that they're having those conversations in their lives with, with loved ones, and with friends, because that's how we do this and make this a better world is by doing more of, uh, you know, this and getting into our soft spots, uh, you know, and, and talking about how we feel, um, you know, and not, we don't want to necessarily uh, whine and complain, but we do want to be honest and acknowledge even the painful parts of, of, of our lives. And, you Which know, are it's, the it's, hardest parts. Exactly. The hardest and, parts to acknowledge and, and, and express. And, and, and I think for me, I, when I, what brought me to astrology originally was a, a more difficult time in my life, a time where I had to face those painful parts of myself in order to progress and become a better person uh, and become the person I wanted to be and, and was destined to be so I could be a happy and uh, fulfilled individual, also then fulfilling other uh, people's lives, uh, you know, with my vocation in, in particular. Uh, and so that's what we get out of a chart is you find out how to, you know, accept who you are, the good and the bad. And hopefully you can even gain insight into, you know, who uh, you could become in terms of what you give back to the world, what your gift is and how that could be your vocation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much money you make, but if you're giving back, and you know, as you're giving to the world, feeling the world give back to you, then you have, you're, you're enlightened, you're living the good life. And, uh, you know, you're very lucky in this time and, uh, and era to have that opportunity to even dream of living the life you want to live because it could be so difficult, right? You could be born in some situation where you don't even have time to consider uh, thinking about who the best version of yourself could be because you're just surviving. Um, you know, so this is a very great uh, gift mm-hmm. and blessing for it's us like to be able to do this. Mass uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes. You know, first, first is the foundations, right? Your, your physical body, your, your safety, your security. And that's a level that has been really shaken up in, you know, the past couple of months, all this, uh, you know, violence and crime and makes one feel very, you know, insecure in the most, you know, fundamental levels. And then, you know, above that is, you know, emotional, psychological needs above and even above that, is the, the meaning and the inspiration for life. Um, but I, I like to look at that as you can approach it from any, kind of any direction because uh, learning about things that really inspire you and resonate with you, that can bring you back into center and make you feel more safe. And that's faith, basically, is feeling yes. that, you know, uh, you're uh, guided, protected, uh nourished by things that are not easy to understand and everybody is in their own way whether it's other people in their life you know chance occurrences synchronicities um, all those things are are there so that that could help us help center a lot and that's something that i like to focus on i mean there's so many great things written on uh any subject that one could possibly want to read on uh, especially in the astrological arts. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually, I think this is a good time to read a part uh, of that, uh, of the book that I mentioned earlier, because I am, uh, you know, part partially why me and Bogner are doing this today is also to promote a class that we're offering through our, uh, you know, awesome school that Bogdan has created. I don't know if Bogdan has mentioned this in the podcast. Have you mentioned this? Uh, I have. Yeah. The okay, Sacred Sophia Academy. Cool, yeah. Cool. So, uh, Eric Anderson will be leading, uh, you're doing a four-part class, right? On So uh, I brought it down to three parts, but if everyone loves it so much and they demand another week, I guess I'll, uh, I'll have to oblige. 
Um, but yeah, I, I figured it, it could be done in three weeks and it's, it's Christmas season coming up. So I wanted to get it started. It'll start on um, Sunday, November 27th. Um, and it'll be, uh, I guess it's going to be around noon or 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time of the U.S. Uh, so that's noon, 1 p.m. Eastern time in the U.S. We're starting November 27th. It's a Sunday. And, uh, you know, even if you can't make it, if you'd like to like see the class or watch the videos and stuff, you know, uh, definitely reach out to Bogdan and myself uh, and, you know, we can make that happen. Uh, it's going to be a great class. It's donation based. So I think that's a great part about our school is that, you know, if you want to just come and, and listen and be a part of this, you know, don't feel pressure that you have to, you know, uh, offer anything if you can't, uh, you know, potentially uh, afford to, you know, we're trying to spread knowledge first and foremost. And, uh, you know, I, we think we found we've done this before. People have been very generous to us when we've done these classes uh, in the past. And, you know, we're very grateful for that. And, uh, you know, we're just getting started with this, but it'd be really cool. Yeah. If you guys want to join us, you know, it, the three parts are week one, you'll, you'll learn about the planets and the signs and you'll, you know, you'll be looking at your chart uh, all three weeks. You'll be looking at your chart as you learn about each layer of the chart. So those first layers are the planets and the signs. And then you have the houses. Uh, which I've you know touched upon today. That'll be week number two and seeing where your planets are and uh, the houses. And then week three is the aspects, tying it all together, looking at those strings that connect the planets and your rising and all that stuff and seeing how then those strings plucked and how they resonate to create the, harmoni the harmonic resonance that is you and your uh, a living, uh, you know, growing being, uh, you know, that's developing. We're not stagnant. So that's the really cool thing about the chart and, and talking about astrology with people is just seeing how, you know, they feel, how they felt in the past and who they were and how they're becoming someone else. And you can kind of understand the trajectory of, of an individual by looking at when they were born and seeing how the different energies play out. So I would, you know, I'd love to have you guys there. If you, if you want to show up, anyone who's listening today, you know, please feel free. It's a, it's a week away. And even if you can't make every week, if you just want to show up at once and just kind of listen and see what's going on, you're more than welcome to. And, yeah, uh, and if you uh, if you'd like more information, you can uh, you can email the academy uh, academy at sacredsophia.org. Sophia is the Greek word for wisdom, uh, spelled S O P H I A. So if you need more information, or you could just go to sacredsophia.org. Completely uh, a free class. It's donation based, but not required at all. Really, it's just a way of sharing, learning. Uh, specifically in in the area of astrology and i'm i'm looking to teach uh, classes on uh, herbalism uh Jungian psychology and and these kind of things as we as we move forward in uh into the next year so but for this one eric anderson will be he is he is the astrologer so he will be teaching yeah, the class i'm super i'm super excited about it i love meeting new people and learning their charts it just helps me learn more about this and that's the beauty of it it's a really fun activity and we already have a few students in here we have you know students that have taken classes before with me in different areas so uh you know it could be very exciting to, to share all this knowledge with each other and you know i want to share one thing about uh you know what the point of a chart is and, and uh, an interesting quote from this cool book called the astrological houses by dane rudyard and uh, hopefully it'll give you an idea uh, of what, what we're trying to do here and what, what your chart can show you and what, what it can offer in your life. So the birth chart as a whole represents the dharma of the individual, what they are meant to be, the good and the bad, the fortunate and the unfortunate. 
Each house of the chart symbolizes a specialized aspect of this dharma. Such a dharma refers to some integral set of activities needed by the environment in which the individual is born. A person is born as an answer to this need. The universe, and more specifically, the planet Earth and mankind as a whole, is in the broad sense of the word an organism. And just as a white blood cell is produced and dispatched to an injured part of the human body to fight possible infection, that is to meet the need of that part of the organism, so a man is born at a certain time and place to meet a particular need of mankind. This is the man's dharma, their truth of being, and their essential identity. Their birth chart is a potent symbol or mandala of this identity. It is the celestial name, the signature of their destiny. So that is kind of what you're getting into here. And if you're into learning about yourself and uh, becoming a divinator in a sense of charting your course in life, it is a beautiful way to do it. And uh, I'm very grateful that I was exposed to it at some point in my life and was called to it. And you know, even if you are in a difficult place, or maybe you're in a place where you're just like feeling blah, or maybe everything's going really great for you. Either way, astrology can end up showing you something, offering you something to work with, uh, and maybe take you in a, in a direction. Even if you were meant to go in that direction and you were going to get there, you know, three weeks from now, maybe astrology will show you something that'll help you get there even quicker and then bring you to the next step uh, simultaneously. You know, um, it has that ability to kind of speed things up and Bogdan, you mentioned how Sagittarius season's coming up and how you're feeling mm -hmm. the vibes. Let me tell you, my birthday is October 23rd. So Scorpio season that we are currently in and uh, you know entering the last phases of, wow, 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 have I felt that uh, in terms of feeling like a rocket ship with extra uh, boost at the end here. Uh, all I've been able to manifest in this past month has been truly remarkable. Um, a lot of things that I have been ruminating over for months, uh, in some cases, uh, all kind of showing themselves and, uh, you know, blooming and blossoming in a way that even exceeded my wildest expectations. And so that's the beauty of, um, you know, when you're in tune with yourself and alignment with yourself, uh, you see life kind of open itself up before you and everything delivers, your investments all pay off. Uh, it's a powerful feeling and it's really what our inheritance is as human beings. We all can do this. We all deserve, uh, you know, the right to pursue that in our lives. And, uh, you know, astrology is one way to do that. And there are many, many different ways to do that. Uh, but here I am to tell you that astrology helped get me, you know, in alignment with that. I embraced who I was as a Scorpio. Some people might know that as a sign that can be rather difficult, uh, but it's a sign that's rather potent. And so sometimes, uh, you know, the things that scare us or confuse us or are mysterious uh, can end up being the things that uh, really bring us the most deliverance terms of mastering our potential. Uh, and so if you're in a place, like I said, good, bad, so-so, don't care right now, uh, listening to a, uh, an astrology podcast or a YouTube, listen, you know, listen to this right now, join our class on uh, Sacred Sophia, because I'm, I, I promise you, you'll, you'll enter very uh, rewarding conversations and you'll learn about yourself and you'll learn about others and, you know, you'll help heal, heal the world. Uh, and that's what, that's what our goal is here, right, Bog? That's what we're doing. Absolutely. I just wanted to throw in a reference, one of my, my favorite astrological works. Uh, I believe we talked about it previously, but just in case people didn't hear, it's called the, the Vedic Book of Astrology. 
Uh, there's like a PDF available online. I remember reading through uh, my specific section and uh, it was just very spot on. And I even read the other uh, like non-Sagittarius signs. Uh, and I was like, oh, wait, actually, that that doesn't make sense. So that's is there any resources that that you like for for people looking to you know learn more about astrology, kind of like whether they're like beginner or they've been studying it for a while, but they want to increase their knowledge. Oh man. I mean, uh, it's, uh, there's so much information out there on the internet now. It's insane. I, I can't say that I started off by reading books. I definitely probably did like every single website's natal chart when I first started doing this and read every single, like, you know, description of every planet and every mm-hmm. house and every sign. So yeah, I would, I would say be, feel free to be open with it and follow whatever feels right. Um, Dane Rudyard, I read him because he was Jungian influenced and the way he looks at the signs and the houses is very process oriented. It's like part of the, uh, the path of individuation. Uh, and even with the aspects, like everything is part of a cycle. And so that appealed to me because I'm like, well, that's scientific. Like there's no doubt that we are experiencing cycles here on our planet, even if it's only relative to like where we are, uh, spatially. Uh, but it's also in time. That's why I think it's interesting in terms of astrology, uh, you know, how it works scientifically. So, you know, I would, I would recommend people to, to be open to anything. Um, take out a book of, at the library, you know, about sun signs. I would just say avoid just focusing on your horoscope, like a daily horoscope about your sun sign um, is not going to deliver you nearly uh, as much as looking at your whole chart understanding uh, where, what sign each planet is in. And then if you really want to go wild, that's when you look at the houses, that's when you understand the aspects happening between different planets. And then you'll see your whole personality play out in front of you. You'll see your whole character, what you could be, what you wish you could be, what you don't want to be, which the parts of yourself that you, you know, would rather not, uh, you know, be dealing with and and expressing through you, all of it's there to see Uh, it, it becomes apparent. So yeah, jump in, jump in, you know, go, go deep. If you, if you're someone that likes that sort of thing, because the deeper you go, the more it'll, uh, you know. uh, Mm -hmm. Particularly if you compare it with, you know, your, your own experiences and, you know, the, the groundedness of, of using that information to actually understand, you know, how to be a better person. That's at, at the end of it. That's, that's, what's important, at least to me. Yes. And to, and to create the life that you want to, you want to live because you only have a finite amount of time here. So if you can direct yourself and orient yourself uh, with, with the best of what you can offer, then you'll get what you want. You, it might take a long time, depending on how much you want. <laughs> you know, if you set small goals, you can really achieve a lot very quickly. I think a lot, it's very easy for, uh, you know, us as humans to get caught up in like the big picture and, you know, try to like have the perfect life tomorrow. It's like, we can get the perfect life you know, in three years, if you just start doing things piece by piece. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as a psychological tool, astrology is very potent. I know of a lot of social workers and um, psychologists, obviously Carl Jung, you know, is a psychologist who valued astrology and then this whole Jungian um, you know, vein after him, uh, you know, with the psychoanalytic philosophers, a lot of them were big astrologers and a lot of them wrote books about astrology Um and then Dane Rudyard just being one of them. So, you know, look at Joseph Campbell. Look, if you like people like that, if you like the whole hero's journey and myth stuff, astrology is right up your alley. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's it's an infinite storytelling machine. 
I could sit here right now and talk about different parts of Bogdan's chart and we could be here till 5 a.m. and we still wouldn't have even, um, you know, gotten, uh, you know, really too deep beyond yeah. the darkness. Like Each time is associated with, with a myth. It's yeah. associated with a, a whole story. And that's, that seems to be how the ancients even remembered the, the positioning of the stars. Uh, there's definitely, there's a lot there. I think anybody who's, you know, gone outside on a clear night and looked up at the stars. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on with uh, space exploration. That's like the, uh, the physical expression of an internal process of, you know, us looking kind of beyond looking for something more, which is the fundamental human condition, right. Of looking for something better, whether it's like something better for, oneself, one's own mission for the next generations to come. Those kind of things are something that never goes out of fashion. And inviting wonder. Um, and that's something that we need to remember is like, we don't know ourselves fully, even if we think we do, you know, and, and the chart is a good reminder of that sometimes where you're like, you know, oh, I got, even if you study astrology for a decade or even your whole life, you're like, yeah, I know who I am now. You know, I love astrology, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it'll surprise you. And that's, that's where transits come into this in terms of how your birth chart is impacted by uh, where the planets are at this very moment uh, or where they will be in a year, six months, uh, or where they were a year ago or where they were 10 years ago, right? That's Bogdan. That's the thing that I gave you, um, that piece of paper. You know, I was talking about your chart, but I was talking about your chart also in relation to the transits that you were undergoing because I was dealing with Saturn, uh, you know, moving through my core planets. And that was the total, uh, you know, my spiritual awakening and, uh, you know, reorientation of my life in so, such a great direction that I was really hoping for. Um, you know, I saw that with your planets being close to mine, in a sense, uh, we actually have the same degree of Mercury, which is really cool. You know, maybe that's why we communicate so well. And we're, we're both quite mercurial, mind. you know, we're, yeah, we're able to like, be serious and then the next moment make some like ridiculous joke. And then get back to being serious. I, I've basically always been like that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no, that Mercury all about tempering Scorpio, it, tempering those. It's wild. And look, let's let's just read a description of this real quick, right? A Mercury and Scorpio, right? So it says you have good mental concentration and the ability to become completely immersed in your work. You seem to know things at an instinctive, nonverbal level and prefer learning through direct experience or apprenticeship rather than vicariously via books or lectures. Which is interesting because I would call books or lectures uh direct experience at least maybe that's the way we take it in right we were just mm-hmm. kind of talking about that before it's like yeah we're talking through a screen but we're really you know we're, we're hitting the, the key points here um you know so then it kind of gets into things that are what you might be related into but uh, you know this this is a cool program uh, it's called kepler if anyone's interested uh, i just i literally bought it like a few weeks ago i've never had an astrology program i always did it through like a third-party website for free figured it was time to make an investment in this i've been doing it long enough and, um, you know, these descriptions are, are cool. They're just there to kind of give you assistance. Um, you shouldn't always try to form your own interpretations of what things mean, but they can kind of point you in a good direction. Uh, you know, and they'll even explain the aspects, the houses uh, that it's in and the sign. And that's kind of what you're going to get from this course that I'm teaching is, you know, the three levels of the chart that I think are the most uh, integral to understanding how it works. And, you know, Bog, uh, you know, I, I, I really anticipate, uh, you know, the future of this school in terms of what we can do uh, with classes, because, you know, I could teach a class on transits uh, and we could even, you know, as we're going through a crazy transit worldwide, I think Pluto is about 10 to Aquarius, right? Everyone's talking mm-hmm. about that and how that's so significant or when there's a big eclipse, 
uh, coming, right? It, it's really cool to know how to compare the chart of that eclipse or that significant event to your own, because maybe that event that's happening on a macrocosmic level has some uh, microcosmic destiny headed your way. And maybe it's there to help you or guide you in, in a way. And maybe you can even foresee things uh, that might be challenging for you and anticipate them and then, you know, counter uh, attack and, and work through them in, in a special way. And so that's kind of where, where you're going with this is that it's not your birth chart is like the very beginning of it. That's like the foundation of astrology, if you can understand it. And then from there, um, you know, you start to look at it in terms of where things are in the sky now and you see how you grow and how your chart ages and weathers, um, you know, the astrological uh, climate uh, of the future. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's there's so much potential in this beyond even just the moment you were born, because this moment, the moment you were born is resonating in all eternity. Mm-hmm. And astrology is here to help you make sense of that. Anything that uh, can help you to better understand yourself, that that's one of the most important things of the healing of any kind to understand one's own, you know, why one does the things that they do in terms of habits or or diet or why they don't do the things that uh, they know will lead to better health and anything that can help you better understand yourself and your relationship with others, I feel like is, is good. And it's definitely not conspiratorial. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, no, for sure, Bog. And, you know, that's I hope, the danger uh, of the seeing patterns and things. I, I think that that's like at the root. So somebody who tends to be more intuitive sees patterns and things uh, that when not met with like critical thinking or like actually looking into that can, you know, that's like down the rabbit hole. And then so you need to be like a skeptical uh, detective. Like you can't, yeah, you can't like buy in too strong in a sense, almost like, because um, yeah, you can see symbols and everything. And then it's like, uh, all of a sudden, you know, the next thing you know, you're Jesus. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a very, that's a very dangerous thing and, and definitely not good psychologically. I mean, it's like megalomania. 